New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the mountain time zone, and that means it is time for the good news. Our weekly look at the good news stories that I've uh, found their way across my desk, or I went searching for them sometimes, and we find a collection, share those with you, get your weekend started with a collection of good news stories Thank you so much for being with us here this evening. Please do remember, uh, give us a like, give us a share, give us a, 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 please subscribe, whatever it may be. Like, share, and subscribe. That's it. Uh, Please let your friends know what we're doing here on New Thought Media Network, how they can check out what we're sharing here as well. All right. First story up tonight, Rolls Royce and EasyJet have confirmed that they have set a new aviation milestone. What you're looking at there is the world's first run of a modern jet engine using green hydrogen fuel. Now, the ground test was conducted on an early concept demonstration model using green hydrogen. It was created by by wind and tidal power. So every part of this is renewable. They, uh, experts are saying this marks a major step forward, proving that hydrogen could be a zero carbon aviation fuel of the future. Now, here on the Good News Network, many know we 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 keep our eye on these types of stories, and because well, aviation fuel is pretty dirty stuff, and uh, we really need, are going to need to find that. So as of now. Uh, it is said that most uh, aviation fuels have been made through vegetable oil or other biological fuels. Hydrogen, however, is considered to be the only way to fully decarbonize the aviation industry. That industry accounts for about 3.6% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Just that alone would change things. Rolls-Royce and EasyJet used a converted Bell excuse me, a converted Rolls-Royce AE2100A engine. Uh, It was powered by hydrogen fuel produced through the currently prohibitive expensive method of electrolysis at the European Marine Engine Center on the Orkney Islands. So they used an engine they've been using for hydrogen tests, but 
that using a form of hydrogen fuel that's too expensive to actually produce. This is good news. Good news in the future of jet aviation and where we're going uh, in the world in that regard. And you know, folks, here on the Good News Network uh, and on, uh, sorry, <laughs> here on New Thought Media Network, on this program specifically, uh, we like to focus on, on a few different types of stories. Technology is one of them, and natural resources is another. Well, this story that's next up combines the two. What we're looking at here are a couple of reservoirs uh, in Switzerland. Now, this has been 14 years in the engineering and the installation, what you're actually looking at is the world's largest hydro battery. These lakes have a storage capacity of 20 million kilowatt hours. Now, if you're not familiar with how hydrogen or a water battery works, what happens is basically you have water at a higher elevation uh, you have one lake at a higher elevation and another at a lower elevation. And when you're, you have a lot, of, uh, a lot of energy being produced by your solar and your wind during the day, you take that water and you pump it. You use that energy and you pump the water from the lower lake to the upper lake. Now, as you do that, yes, you're using energy, but you're putting all that water in the upper lake. Later in the evening, when the sun goes down and your energy supply drops, you can drop that water, as it were, back down to the lower lake through a series of turbines using nothing more than gravity at that point. Don't need to, pay, don't need to power a pump to pump downhill. Let the water flow down through, through some turbines and create more electricity and regain the electricity that you used, pumping it up the hill, and then some. Pretty cool stuff. That's how a battery works. Uh, this setup, the electric, the electric, uh, the electricity generated from the kinetic, my page just jumped, excuse me. <laughs> it's a Scottish firm uh, that is uh, pushing these products and, and, and that are getting this going. Power insecurity is more prevalent ever, than ever before. Um, now, in this case, here it is. In this case, uh, this lake system, this water battery is able to produce the same power as over 400,000 car batteries. And that's just in one instance of allowing the water to move from an upper lake to, to the lower lake. And Switzerland, Switzerland gets a couple of beautiful lakes to go with it. Good news, folks. Good news coming out of Switzerland. Check that out. There is a deeper... Uh, video about how all this works and you can see some of the uh, uh, you can see a time lapse over a number of years the video is available on the story over on the goodnewsnetwork.org we get most of our stories over there uh, please do head on over give them the, the love and attention they deserve check it out at the good news at goodnewsnetwork.org again that's where we find most of our stories and i tell you folks it's more important than ever to know where you're getting your information from and to be able to spot the fakes uh, when they come along. Now, one of the biggest things, if you haven't heard about this recently, is uh, the deep fake. And these deep fake videos 
uh, make it very, very hard to tell because it is a, an algorithm. It's an artificial intelligence splicing together actual footage of people using different words and inflections. It can be very difficult to, uh, to spot, except now Intel is releasing software and saying they know how to do it, that they've got a program that can find a deep fake uh, with a 96% accuracy and faster than anything else that's happening. They can actually find them in real time. In the past, you'd have to upload a video and wait for it to get out analyzed. Well, what Intel is saying is they can spot these deep fakes uh, based on a, a video analysis of blood and, and the blood and how it moves through our veins as we speak. And the deep fakers can't quite fake that just yet. Uh, called fake shaker, sorry, fake catcher, fake catcher. It's the first program that can catch deep fakes in real time. Most of it, uh, refreshingly, no, I'm sorry. Uh, here's the quote I'm looking for. Fake catcher is the first approach that is telling us why we are real and why we are authentic. It's like a watermark of being human. So they can tell it's not you because the video doesn't act like you. Pretty wild stuff. I really like this idea. Congratulations, Intel. Good work in finding, uh, helping us to identify the deep fakes. Pretty important stuff. Hey, before we go to our first break today, I would like to introduce you. If you don't know Dr. James Rouse, I really believe uh, you ought to. Uh, Dr. James is a member of the Mile High Church in Colorado, a longtime New Thought uh, believer, and uh, he, he, he sprinkles New Thought into everything he does, and he, he's not... Uh, he's not as well known in the spiritual circles as he has out in the main, out in the world, in all the other things that he does. And recently, he was interviewed on the Good Talks podcast. I uh, I encourage you to go check that out. The link is over on the Good News Network's site. James Rouse, uh, good friend of the New Thought movement. And uh, and really is demonstrating the, these philosophies when it comes to personal health and what we put into our bodies, health and nutrition. Been doing that for a long time. He's got a number of different product lines and all that stuff that he's worked on over the years. Uh, both he and his wife are uh, medical doctors as well as uh, New Thought philosopher and uh, and naturopaths. They do. Uh, it's really powerful stuff. So I encourage you to check out Dr. James Rouse and check out that podcast learn more about what he's doing in the world all right folks we're going to take a quick break uh this is new thought this is <laughs> my tongue is all tied up here today um, this is the good news on new thought media network i'm going to take a break and a uh, quick sip of water we'll be right back with more good news stories so don't go away stay tuned we'll be right back with you
And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network Friday evening. It's the good news. Do this every week from 5 to 5.30. I invite you to join us. Let your friends and neighbors and uh, families and all those folks know what we're doing here because we like to share the stories that remind you we really are in this all together and we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. Speaking of which, I'd like to introduce you to Ayla. Uh, Ayla has a very uh, has very unique parents, and both her parents, uh, both her older siblings, uh, unfortunately passed away from a very a rare genetic disease, Pompeii disease. What makes Ayla different is Ayla doesn't have Pompeii disease uh, because she was given a a treatment in utero. That's right. Uh, for the first time, a fatal enzyme deficiency is treated in the womb to save a child. Uh, Ayla has been saved by this uh, treatment. It uh, is a uh, enzyme replacement therapy. This all happened up in Canada. Uh, it, it's all and uh, in March of uh, 2021, Ayla's mother entered a, a program and uh, Ayla was born on schedule without any sign of the disease. Good news for Ayla, good news for medical science. It's long been known that we're, we can, we have the ability now to, uh, to, to save people's lives based on in utero therapies. This is good news. Good, good news. I like hearing it. Thank you folks for being with us. Hey, next up, I, uh, we have, uh, well, Where'd my, there, we swap stories. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure I'm in the right place. Yes. Okay. From Ayla to Bangladesh. Bangladeshi farmers over the past 40 years have turned uh, a dry desert basin into one of the most profitable and prolific rice growing regions in the world. And it's all because of what they call the Bengal water machine. So uh, this is a climate resilient water system that's been created. It keeps an underground reservoir topped up uh, and allows for extensive mechanized irrigation. It accumulates rainwater and monsoonal rainwaters and allows for three crops a year of rice to be grown. Uh, the, the, there's a study, it's awaiting peer review. Um, but they say that it took a 1 million water measurements. They take, they took over a million water measurements from 465 separate wells between 1998 and 2018. What the Bengalese farmers are doing is digging small wells under 300 feet. That's all it is. Old wells dug less than 300 feet down. It increases the capture of the May to October monsoon rains and prevents them from draining into the Bay of Bengal. During the November to April dry season, 16 million small land holding farmers pump water up from the reservoir under the Bengal Basin to irrigate their rice. And they produce in such numbers that they become the world's fourth largest producer of rice. The nation is completely grain independent because of this. 
Now, other researchers have looked at the results and reasoned that similar nature-based solutions could be well-suited in other areas. It's not going to work everywhere, but let us look at the differences. Let us look at the changes. Let us look at the possibilities and the opportunities that are out there, folks, because we've got, it's out there. We're just not utilizing the information. We're just not thinking differently, thinking outside our normal boxes. Speaking of thinking outside our normal boxes, we lost the slide for this next story, but I wanted to share it with you anyway. Up in the Willamette Valley, turns out there's a very popular and a very long thought, uh, a stinged butterfly. Now, uh, they were able to... Uh, um, it, it was uh, in the 1980s that they we rediscovered that this butterfly was not extinct. It's the blue butterfly. Uh, I'm sorry, I've lost the name of it. Fender's blue butterfly. There it is, Fender's blue butterfly. Uh, part of the reason that Fender's blue butterfly was able to come back and we were able to discover it is because... Uh, officials and in, in, in the area had started a, a conservation effort for a specific lupine flower. And now as the, they recover, it helped the, the Kincaid lupine to recover. It helped to bring back Fender's blue butterfly. Pretty wild stuff. And it's all put together when you know it by fire. Because in order to grow the lupine, officials had to burn meadows that had been overgrown with invasive species. And the best way to get rid of those invasive species were, was fire. So they burned the, the, the pastures, the, the meadows, to, allow, to eliminate the invasive species, which allowed for the resurgence of the lupine, which allowed for the butterflies to make their return. And now the butterflies are about to come off the endangered species list and just move to the threatened list. Folks, I will never be surprised at the way Mother Nature, how it all works. We are all one. We are all connected. We are all in this together. Our next story speaks of that as well. This is a Greek island, Telos. Now, we've spoken about Telos before. But we wanted to revisit the story and check in. Telos uh, did a, a unique thing. They got rid of their landfill and they now have a circular uh, recycling and upcycling system that's reduced their total waste by 86%. They, they started everything in May of this past year, 2020. Now the island has about 750 inhabitants and they started to upcycle what they could, meaning that they would reuse or, or repurpose the uh, goods that they could. It, this is all being set up by a company called Polygreen, and their campaign is called Just Go Zero. And they're hoping that they'll be able to help other Greek islands move in similar ways. Uh, all biodegradable waste is turned into soil treatments. Plastic, metal, glass, and paper are recycled. 
Uh, for the non-recycled goods, there is an upcycle center that's uh, for still working as well as for electronics and clothing. Anything that can be reused either by an individual or perhaps even for artistic creations. Do everything they can to use everything they have and put zero in a landfill. Congratulations to the island nation of Telos. You folks are doing the good work, making this planet a better place and a better in, in giving us all a better opportunity as well. Folks, we're going to take one more quick break, say thank you to our sponsors and those that make this network happen, and then come right back with more good news stories before the weekend gets really rolling. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on New Thought Media Network. We'll uh, Stay tuned. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of our contributing sponsors and uh, contributing individuals, organizations, however it is that you identify yourself. We appreciate you being a part of the New Thought Media Network and what we're doing here. It is important work. All right, back into the good news. We want to now introduce you to Liam Wildish. Now, Liam uh, lives over in Maidstone, England. And uh, you can see some dirty signs here because there's Liam. Uh, what Liam decided to do was to start cleaning some of those dirty road signs. And you can see a dirty one versus a clean one there. That's Liam down in the corner in the pink hat. Liam did this as a way to promote his window cleaning business, of course. Congratulations, Liam. Good work. It is working. Uh, people are taking on to the idea as well, uh, capturing photos of Liam at his work, posting them on his social media campaigns and on his social media platforms, allowing him to share with other people. Uh, after six weeks of his new running his new business clean scene, uh, Liam realized he needed to do something a little more as he was new to the community and no one really knew who he was. He does say it's very rewarding because he gets to give back to a comp uh, to a community as he gets to know them. Thank you, Liam, for doing the good work. Thank you for being part of the good news in the world. Thank you for helping all of this uh, this happen. You know, folks, in this third segment, we often fo focus on the people that are doing the good work in the world. And this next story is no different. I want to introduce you to Joseph Cook. Now, D Joseph had a very lucky find. He was out doing a little metal detecting on a beach in Florida when he ran across that diamond ring you see there. Jewelers estimated it's worth about $40,000 with uh, a platinum band. Interestingly enough, e Liam was able to track down the owner of the ring and was able to return the ring to its owner. Also turns out... Liam has a necklace. It's hard to see in that photo there, but Liam, Liam has a necklace of about 25 different rings that he has found and that he's trying to get back to their rightful owners. 
He's got a Facebook page. If you've ever lost a ring on a beach in Florida, uh, you might just find it on his page. You never know. Uh, Liam said he, he was not at all upset about returning this ring. He's actually returned over $60,000 worth of jewelry this year. Uh, and he also said, quote, karma is always good. Every time I return an item, I find something better. So I'm happy I could give it back. End quote. Yes, Liam. Thank you, sir. Congratulations on not only being a good human, but doing a good job. Kudos to you, sir. Hey, folks, you know, one of the other recurring stories we hear a lot here on the Good News Network, on the Good that we share on the Good News uh, program. And again, we get most of our stories from the Good News Network. However, this story comes to us from Sunny Skies. And the story that we're talking about is somebody rushing into a building, generally a, a burning building, to save someone. However, today, that's not a someone. That is six-year-old Monroe. Uh, Tyler is the gentleman that is uh, sitting there with his puppy dog, Monroe. Uh, Tyler fell asleep watching Sunday afternoon football uh, and woke up with Monroe uh, pushing and nudging her face, fussing for attention, uh, and then jumped up on the bed. As that all happened, uh, Revel woke up to a thick black cloud of smoke. Uh, that was filling his whole house. He got out just in the nick of time. The house was completely destroyed by fire. Uh, Rebel does believe that if not for Monroe, Monroe, uh, Monroe, he would not be here today. Dog rescues man. Thank you, Monroe. These are the good news stories we love to hear, folks. And if you have a good news story you'd like us to cover, or you'd like to share with us here on New Thought Media Network, please send that over. Good news at ntmedia.org. We'll give it a look, perhaps share your story with the audience in a future episode as well. All right. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm going to get out of here for now. Uh, however, don't go too far. Grab an evening beverage and come right back at the top of the hour. Pastor Michael Mangus with the Fireside Chat, always an enlightening conversation. Uh, and his guest today, uh, it, um, Reverend Jeff, I, and Reverend Jeff, I'm sorry, your last name just ran right out of my head. So um, it'll come back as soon as I'm done here with this program. But please stay with us. Join us again right at the top of the hour for Pastor Michael and the Fireside Chat. I'm Rev. Robert. I'm out of here for now. We'll be back again tomorrow morning with our Science of Mind and Spirit Saturday morning conversation series. And I get to do that conversation tomorrow. So join us at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning for that as well. I love you. I wish you all the best. I hope you have a great weekend. Until we see each other again, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.